What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. This week's episode of Cartoon Casual is brought to you by The Cellar Door, downtown Kingman, Arizona. <laughs> really, Joe? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, I had to yawn. I'm tired. Oh, my God. You know what I need to do? I need to get a glass of wine and a beer at the cellar, the cellar Door. door I need to go to downtown cellar Kingman, Arizona. Perk up and get, yeah, and get your, you know, anyway. It's right down historic downtown. Uh, and of course, if you're going to sponsor a show or you're going to talk about a, a product, you should use it, and boy, have we used Whoa, it. Oh, boy, have we used it. We've used, <laughs> used, abused, and then used again. Oh, God. I do love that place. I've always loved that place. Yes. And now they got, uh, you know, Crystal uh, and Jeremy Foss own the place, and uh, it's only getting better. And Jeremy is uh, is a musician, and he's really into that, so he's going to be doing some changes to the place to uh, improve mm. acoustics and get more talent in there. He is actually, I haven't looked at me personally really lately, but he every week he has... Uh, I He's think? got several artists performing every weekend, every week, and every yeah. Tuesday they do uh, Tuesday evenings. Um, they do uh, an open mic night hosted by a, a gentleman named Brad Stackley, and it's always cool. I unfortunately can <laughs> rarely make it on a Tuesday night, but when I uh, because I usually work at the hospital, but I end up seeing all the videos, and I have that fear of missing out. Could we go in there and do a um, a poetry uh, slam? We absolutely could. And we could just go in there. We should just. You and I should read a poem during a poem. during <laughs> during uh, the cellar door open mic night. When is it? Tuesday nights. Yeah, Tuesday nights. Seven oh lord, I think I don't know. Was that going to draw more people to the podcast or make them tune out? Or is it going to really how the sale is going to go at uh, at the cellar door? The place is just going to clear out. People are going to be like, these guys right. are fucking but crazy. But they got a lot of new wines. They're changing out some of their inventory. They're doing some uh, freshening things up, freshening yeah. the lineup, so to speak. So yeah. go check them out. And I don't know the address to be honest, but it's historic. Do you know the address? Oh my gosh! It's it, like four. I think it's four eighteen. I think you might be right. It's obvious they have a nice four, new sign out. Four eighteen, four sixteen, something like that. Cellar door, Beale Street, Ca- between, casual place. Beale Street between Fourth uh, and Fifth. Yeah. Yes, 4th and 5th Street. Check them out. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring the show. Thank you so much. All right. How you feeling, Joe? I'm fucking tired, There's man. something wrong with me. Uh, really, Paul, this is a short-form podcast, but Joe, I don't think we Joe have that much pulling time. pulling out his notebook. Let me tell you what's like, wrong with let you. Let me count the ways. Joe's slowly licking his finger to go through the pages. All right. Uh, let me flip. Here pa- we go. Page one. <laughs> Paul was born. <laughs> 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 Well, I think it's probably because you're stressed, you're not eating right, and uh, not drinking enough. Not drinking enough alcohol? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's, that could be it. Could be it. Your water-to-alcohol ratio is off. Remember, so, your, 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 your stepmother told you you should drink more. My real mother told oh, me Oh, it was that. your real mother. Yeah. I'm sorry. Real mother well, My stepmother that. would have said the same thing, too, because she likes to... She's she, kind of a, they would agree. She's a Wiscopalian, as they say. A Wiscopalian. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never, never heard this? I've never heard Wiscopalian. <laughs> Holy shit. But you're going to use it, aren't you? I'm absolutely going to use it. I love old-timey terms. <laughs> the greatest generation. <laughs> because of that. Yeah, the Wiscopalians. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> That's what she is. So, uh, and then, uh, yes. But I, we, we had some coffee beforehand. And, and then we got into long conversations about... Everything that's going on in the world right now. Do you realize how much more material we would have if we just recorded everything, every conversation we've ever had? Yeah, but those people don't want to hear a lot of this. Stuff. Most of it, it's they really, really don't. That, well, I think they would understand why why I, why I feel like I have 
a heavy burden on my shoulders because I'm a pallbearer. Yes. Um, anyway. But, but yeah, so we had our uh, cold uh, brew coffee and really nothing to eat. And this was, you got here a couple hours ago. I got right? here almost three hours ago. Oh, my God. Over three hours so ago. So now I feel like my caffeine meter is blinking. You know, there's, there's a low light. It's just flashing. And my uh, blood sugar. Paul's, Paul's going to pass out. I feel like I might pass I, out. I hope not. I really hope not. Remember the time I passed out at, uh, well, there's a couple of places I passed out at your older house. <laughs> that was, you guys got to put me to bed. Yes. That was weird. And then. Um, that, was, that was a weird, that was alcohol. That was acute oh, alcohol intoxication. It was. And then uh, we were at the in the back of Blackbridge. Yeah, I think a weeknight or maybe it was a it wasn't that late. And you were we were at the table. No one else was outside. It was at night. They were about to close. Probably. It was me, you, and Katie. I think. I don't know. Yeah, and then you, I'm pretty you were, sure just, Katie you were was just there. texting, and I thought I'm just gonna lean back and look at the stars for a second or something. You know, and, and the the way the chair caught my neck, you know, whatever. And then and then I remember he snapped too, folks. That scared the shit out I of me. Snapped too, and I looked at Joe, and I went, "How long was I out?" And you looked at me like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? Because <laughs> I remember I, I felt like I it cut off the blood to my head. And that's a large head. And that's the, the day. That, yeah, that's, that's a lot of blood and a, a giant blood flow. If I, I if I donate blood, they should just plug into my head and go, we got a lot of gallons in here. We can just, <laughs> we can just drain this some bitch. <laughs> He's got the blood head. Yeah. Um, Gross. But you were you looked at me kind of weird because like what are you talking about? I well I actually did like a real quick like visual head to toe assessment to make sure you weren't having a fucking stroke or something. Yeah. Because you weren't. Which would have made more sense. Yeah. No shit. I don't. I think it, I don't think you were quote unquote out for more than four or five seconds. But right. To you, it seemed like an eternity. It's like you. Right. It's like you went on a little DMT trip, but you know not. If you could do that and just do it on a regular basis, that would be. Uh, you know, I think some people call that sleeping. Oh yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. God, I'm gonna sleep all tonight. I don't know what I'm gonna do afterwards as far as getting uh, food or whatever. But I gotta, I gotta do something. I'm telling you, I feel a little weird. Just saying. Okay. Well, I'm glad you feel a little weird. <sighs> I think I've got allergies. Really weird stuff. Yeah. Paul told me, guys, he has allergies now. How long have you lived out here? Thirteen years. Twelve, thirteen yeah, this years. Is really, the first time I felt it. So I'm just wondering. People can add. You know, is is it really because of our heavy monsoon season and more pollen? It, I can tell you it's a it's a combination of factors. The two biggest factors being you've been in one climate for a long time and your body will develop allergies. That's just the way it works. Because okay. I didn't have allergies here for years, unless I was around like cats or dogs or something. Uh, yeah, but are you feeling it more now because of the heavy uh, monsoon oh, season? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, I was I've been on. I've had to take Claritin every single day for probably eight weeks. My eyes are itchy, kind well, of a I, scratchy throat, and I'm thinking, oh my god, I've got COVID. Welcome to. Dude, itchy eyes are not a. I kept looking that up. I said I'm I'm, I'm trying to find it on the list of. <laughs> oh, were you were, you, were you going to Doctor WebMD? Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Internet. What's wrong with me? Oh, you got the right. cancer. Right. No, so, you you you've now developed allergies. Yeah. Awesome. Welcome to the world. It is green out there though. I went flying the other day. Oh my god! It's like it really dry. It's dry green. I was everywhere. in uh, Flagstaff last week and driving to and from Flagstaff. Holy shit! It's so green. There's no brown grass anywhere. It's all green. It's crazy. And, and crazy. I also, uh, you know, went to an outdoor concert in Flag and did not dress appropriately. You you wouldn't? I forgot my pasties. No. <laughs> not that, say, not that inappropriate. Too up or too down? No, uh, I was dressed too down, so to speak. It was a reggae show. I didn't have to. It wasn't white white tie. No, it, I. It wasn't even white. It wasn't I, white people. It wasn't, it wasn't even. <laughs> <laughs> it 
<laughs> was didn't he? quite break Joe, but he, <laughs> he flexed oh, a little bit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, it's not white tie. Shit, it was white people. Uh, anyway... No, it uh, it was just chilly. It was like I brought oh, I brought yeah. I brought shorts and t-shirts with me. Luckily, I was smart enough to bring a long sleeve, like pullover. Which For when you're wearing you sandals and here, shorts, we, we are at elevation about thirty three, thirty four hundred feet here in Kingman, Arizona, and uh, Flagstaff, Arizona, is up I forty. But it's hit, you're going uphill the entire drive. Yep. from Kingman to Flagstaff, about an hour and a half or so. Two hours is two hours, two uphill, solid hours uphill the entire time. Yeah. And then, so it's about uh, seven, 7, about seventy five hundred feet. Seventy, yeah. the pass. Uh, what is it? Seventy because uh, you, you you hit the internet or the, the Arizona Divide. Oh yeah, and yet seventy three thirty five feet, seventy three hundred feet. So that's a lot for those of you who are living uh, flatlanders out there, and uh, we're not used to this. But elevation changes make a huge difference. The difference it's it's the difference between. Kingman being a very dry 95 degrees mm-hmm. and Flagstaff being a very wet 60 degrees, 65 degrees. Yeah. And then I went to that concert and then the sun went down. And when I was going home, I drove past a bank and it was 42 degrees and wet. <laughs> it wow. wasn't, it wasn't raining, but there was a ton of moisture in the air. So in your dew point, it was, so everything really was 42 degrees, it was 42 degrees when I was driving home, which is a little, a little bit low it should have been around 55 now before 50, you 55. left here did you think about okay it's going to be cold up there because it's flagstaff i i got to williams around 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 actually around ash fork so like two-thirds of the way there is that when you got and my text that i hope you brought clothes for, no 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 i got to about ash fork and i turned the ac off and it was really really nice and i'm thinking shit Hey! Oh, there's the stop yeah, picking you can my knock, knock her off of there. God yeah. damn, Poncho's ripping the shit out of all these chairs. Yeah, I've got to. Uh, I'm gonna. The, we, we assemble your chair. We're gonna, we're gonna cover it. Folks, up. if you have some sort of solution other than euthanasia to keep a cat from a 22, like ah, oh, I said other than euthanasia. Oh, okay. Uh, you know why it's called euthanasia? Because you get to do it. No, no, oh, that's not. That that's not nice. Yeah. No, I, I had it's to probably put Greek. A, a cat to sleep. Uh, I didn't personally do it, and I couldn't do it. You know, I had my father take the cat to the vet because I, I didn't want to do it. Wow. I definitely have put down a dog uh, that had rabies yeah. at like 11 years old. Yeah. Anyway, Jesus. That's yeah, if a any bad, of you, it, like a twist. Yeah, any of you folks out there have a solution to prevent a cat from scratching up shit, and don't say scratching post because it does Because they use it for a while, or they use it just like everything else. They get bored. It's part of the same yeah. routine of... But these are like somewhat nice chairs, and like eh, fuck, he's ripped right. up, he's fucked them yeah, all, all that, four that of them. That one's actually and still in real good shape. She doesn't go for that one. She goes I'm, for yours. I want to spray some shit. I'm gonna keep farting on this chair. I think there's a way to. Uh, there are odors you can put on there, like yeah, that's actually pleasant to us that they don't like. Uh, citrus is one my grandfather swore by. Uh, right. It was because my grandfather had flowers in a small garden at his uh, his house in Tucson. Right. And when I was a kid, he always had he always kept orange peels and lemon peels and lime peels and, and put those around uh, in the beds. And the cats never messed with it. So I don't know. We'll see if that works. In, anyway, I froze my ass off, and it was great because because uh, it was because because yeah, Flagstaff is fucking cool. There so I go. spent a spent a couple days up there, and it was nice to get out of town. And it is, and I haven't been just, to Flagstaff in a while since uh, we well, even before COVID happened. I hadn't been up there in uh, in a little while. Yeah, and it's a great it's a great town. It's a really cool town, and I um, I've talked about him before on the show. Is a guy named Zen. Um, Zen used to have a podcast years ago called uh, uh, the Double D Podcast. Those dudes. It was uh, Diaz and DeHogue as the two last names of the guys. 
that did it and I stayed with Zen and I was I was picking his brain he still he got out of podcasting just because it you know things peter out and you know you lose interest and whatnot but he did he did it for eight years you said Peter Peter right petered out anyway (laughs) but it was nice to and he was such a such a a great dude him and his wife Crystal are such great people I stayed at their house nice guest bedroom that was like I walked into a really nice Airbnb I had my own bathroom attached to it was like a it was like a little apartment in the back of the house it was fucking awesome Uh, I'm gonna put my headphones down I'm gonna talk to you from a distance I gotta put the cat out because it's now witching hour okay she needs to go out so let her out pause it or I can keep talking no just just keep talking everybody likes hearing echo I'm just going to continue talking shit about Poncho. That's fine. There she is right behind Nah, me. she's a sweet cat. She just rips its shit, and I'm, like, tired of it. All right. Paul's putting the cat out. He's going to out. She knows what's up. She's docile. Oh, I can go hunt. Folks, I'm telling you, Paul is the biggest cat person I've ever met. Oh. Yeah, you are. Because you're just watching the cat just tear up, like, your expensive couches and shit. And you're, like, kind of chuckling. Oh, isn't that so cute? It's like when a baby pukes on someone. The mom or dad always thinks it's cute. But the person who got puked on doesn't like it. Oh, that's so adorable. He shit his pants and it's all up his back in the car seat. So cute. Is it true that baby's shit doesn't really smell up to a certain age? I I, I heard no. that. No. Is it just trying to encourage people to have babies? So they Probably. Don't... Okay. I, that's like... like people saying, ah, babies are easy. Yeah, kids are easy. Yeah, that's not right. Feed really... them a fucking Tic Tac every once in a while. They're good to go. Yeah. Yeah, no. So no, baby shit stinks and it fucking gets everywhere. Cause it's from usually... like day one or two or whatever it is when they start pooping. Well, the, the, the uh, no, in the beginning, they, well, okay. I know that some people say that babies that are all only on breast milk, their shit doesn't stink. Okay. But usually that comes from moms that say they also think that their shit doesn't stink. So... <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out it's there. not true. Now, I can't remember what it's called. Macomium? That's the first That's, first couple of weeks. Right. And uh, for, No, no, no. First, like, few days. Okay. Four or five days. Uh, I think. It's been a while. But that doesn't really smell bad because it's not really... It's just... Like, the, the babies inside the mother, you know, in the gestation period, mm-hmm. they're they're eating through and... In their stomach. And, and wasting through. They're going in the mom's through, stomach. So, yes. Yes. Uh, do we? I, okay, do you want me to roll it back nine months and explain to you the birds and the bees there, Paul? No, no the the meconium is like it's it's a placeholder inside the digestive system okay. because the digestive system isn't really being utilized because it's it's a umbilical cord. So the, uh, the your umbilical cord is taking care of everything, nutrition okay. and waste. Got it. So you've got a dormant uh uh digestive system. So that's why if the, that baby doesn't excrete that meconium over the, for within like I want to say a week, the pediatrician tells you you need to call me because mm-hmm. sometimes they just can't work it out. Their muscles okay. aren't aren't ready to go or whatever. So anyway, All right. baby shit stinks. Yes, it's fucking gross. And Flagstaff's a great town. And Flagstaff's a great town. Revolution is an amazing band. That's the band I saw. Oh, a fantastic uh, white boy reggae from uh, California. Now this the, is at the. Uh... Okay, I'm sorry. You weren't. You it's weren't Fort Fort Tuthill County Park. It's essentially. I think it's also the Coconino County Fairgrounds. I think, Which but I'm not sure. South of I-40, kind of across from whatever. It, it's 17 across from the airport. Folks, if you've ever gone from Flagstaff to Sedona, you have turned left at the entrance to go to Fort Tuthill, and it's the Pepsi Amphitheater at Fort Tuthill. So when you oh Pepsi, yeah, when you yeah, I know whatever. Uh, when you uh, go to Flagstaff and you head south like you're going to go to Phoenix on I-17, the first exit you get to is, uh, it says uh, Sedona, Oak Creek Canyon, and Fort Tuthill. You get there, the old fort, drive through, 
a little uh, roundabout whirlybird dealy mm-hmm. and then drive in and honestly it's not very big mm-hmm. it was a perfect size there was maybe 3000 people 2500 something like that first live like true concert that i've i've been to that wasn't at like blackbridge or, or or jeremy's or something like that but big concert where i had to buy tickets for first one i've gone to in two years wow the last one was george clinton and parliament funkadelic with so jeremy describe the uh it's a kind of amphitheater describe the state it's like covered does it have like it's covered lighting does it have oh it's got everything they had, oh, really? they had lasers and smoke machines in fact the I second you're kidding right are no, you serious no i'm dead serious okay it really yeah. has all that okay. yeah yeah okay no, this isn't some like ramshackle in the park kind of thing. This is a this is a professional amphitheater. People perform like big name acts perform there. Could you have a uh, like some uh, chamber music? Could someone go there and do a cello they, they thing? They absolutely do that. Oh, they do they do, do they that. do a folk festival in the fall, which I kind of want to go to next month. It's in like three weeks. It's yeah. called uh, Picking in the Pines. Okay. Yes. Ricky Ricky Skaggs and Yonder Mountain String Band and String Cheese Incident. A bunch of those guys are okay. going to be there. Um, you know, it took me until about last year that I realized that the string cheese would actually, you actually pull it and it strings apart. I used to just open up and just bite bite it and eat it. Okay. What? You just now realize that string cheese, like the reason it's called that is you peel it apart. Yeah, because, like a, and it kind of, you know, kind of just stringy, right? It's kind of, yeah, it, hence it the name. Apart, yeah, I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> that's why they call it that I've way. been aware for 35 I thought, years, probably. That's really neat. They call it what it is. That's fantastic. And then it... I didn't know because usually I would just buy it and then just bite it off in chunks. Well, okay, so I also do that, but I knew why it's called string cheese. But you just opt not to eat it that way. You just don't peel it off. Yeah, I don't have time for that. I don't (laughs) have time for that. No one's got no time for that. Ain't ain't nobody got time for that. All right, so it's a fantastic amphitheater. It really is. So it's a you know uh, it's not a band shell. It's like two. It's one small shell and a bigger shell around it, like Mm -hmm. a, a awning, I should say, that comes out. You got concrete in front that's probably. Uh, thirty feet deep mm-hmm. by eighty feet wide. Okay, maybe a hundred feet wide is the stage. Okay, and then grass all the way up for probably another. Eh, probably call it seventy-five yards, hundred yards mm-hmm. to the edge of the tree line where the grass ends. That's where I sat. Me and my my whole group of people. We brought camp chairs in, and uh, uh met up with my friend Vivian and uh, her sister Veronica. They went to the the same concert, but in Phoenix. And she ended up going to the one in Phoenix, the one in Flagstaff. She went to see them at Red Rocks in Colorado on Sunday night. She flew up to Colorado to see the same band. Wow, incredible! She sent me video, and it's oh fuck, what a what? That's a venue I want to like. I'll go there at least once one time before I die. So this sounds like it could be. Well, of course we have Vegas, which is closer than Flag, right? It is, yeah, a little bit. Not, it, not it, a it's lot. a bit, but, but you know it's, what? It's a, I would rather go to Flagstaff. That's what I was going to say. So for for a certain place that's playing, that's a great place because it's uh it's not as crowded. It's a college town. Uh, you can after the after the show, you can go in and go bar hop and go stuff bar hop and, and do whatever you want. Yeah, right. And so it sounds like a much more cool place to uh, like you said, you'd much rather go there than Vegas, depending on what's going on. I, well, depending obviously, yeah. but but for the most part, I would like I want to see more concerts at that place. I knew it existed. I'd just never been there, and in my mind. When they call it an amphitheater, I, I imagine concrete with fixed seats down toward the front, and then like, you know, bench seats or or, or grass that's not covered, things grass like that. Further on back, yeah. Which and that's what I'm used to with a pavilion or, or an amphitheater. But this was so much different, and it was so it felt more, it felt more intimate because you're surrounded all like basically they built it on the side of a hill in a clearing in the pines. 
Mm-hmm. So you have all these humongous ponderosa pines Which surrounding is you. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a. It was a great show. One of the. One of the. I would put them up in the top ten live performances I've ever seen. And we've talked about concerts. I've been to a lot of concerts. So have you. Mm-hmm. I w- their their musicianship is incredible. It's a huge band. When they tour, I think it's nine members or ten members. Full horn section, keyboards, and all that. Um, but just like the way that they drive, the crowd, the music, it, again, the musicianship is in, impeccable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that place has great sound because you're outside. There's no echo. There's none of that. Like, it's just perfect. But also, you know, and they had a great lighting show and all that. But but also, it had been two years since I've been to a big concert like that. So, so it was like, nice to get out. And yeah, do, hell yeah. 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 How and, many, uh, How many? what's the capacity, do you think? I think the capacity is about 3,000. Okay, so that's good. Yeah, yeah it's probably, I know it's sold out, but it wasn't crowded. And didn't you say that the um, you can buy alcohol there? You can buy beer. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And aren't they all local? Yes. Uh, craft brewery. Absolutely. From, all from Flagstaff. Yep. I think. And I don't normally drink at concerts. I don't. I don't consume anything at concerts just because uh, I had a bad experience and I spent a bunch of money and didn't get a chance to do what I wanted to do because they were. I was too drunk for them to let me backstage. I was probably 24, 25. They kind of ruined. And I just. Yeah. I like, just won't do it again. You know. I did have. I was. I, I was thirsty. And I just and, and I saw a guy walking by, and you didn't have to go to a concession stand. Oh, that's that's right. You were saying to get they, the to get your like a ball, at a ball. It was like a ballpark guy, like like he has a little like like open top cooler. He's walking around mm-hmm. with a strap on. Like, beer, get your beer here, mm-hmm. right? And it was that was incredible. And I saw him walking by as I was like setting up my chair, and I'm like, dude, is that a tower station? So they had Mother Road beer. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a tower station. He goes, yeah, man, it's nine bucks. Nine bucks for a 16 ounce can, right? You know, a tall boy, which is of, not cheap, but for an an event like um, that, a four pack yeah. of that is like fifteen bucks. There you go, sixteen bucks. Yeah, um, I think there's six or seven at Jeremy's Juke Joint, and at uh, no, excuse me, at uh, Cellar Door Wine Bar. Mm-hmm. Shout out again, but so to pay an extra, say two or three bucks more than you would pay in a bar at a concert. And you don't have to fight the crowd, lose your spot, and fucking miss things. They just come like to you. Slice of heaven. That's fucking perfect. So yeah. I end up having actually three of them, which I don't normally do, and they're kind of high test. But I, I, I had I didn't have I had three of them, and then I didn't drink at all after okay. like after like the second band was done. So people bring in their like you do. You bring in your own chair. Bring in your own chair. I also because uh, uh, Vivian and, and Veronica didn't. I don't think they knew that you could bring in chairs or blankets. So I actually had. A big, uh, an old comforter that I keep in the bed of my truck just for whatever emergency use or whatever. Mm. And I, I brought that in and uh, just let them hang out on that so they had a place to sit on the grass because uh, the grass was wet. Okay. But uh, so your chair was yeah. on the grass. Right. And it's it's level enough, I guess, to where oh, yeah. it doesn't want to lean forward. Absolutely. Or weirdly. Yeah. I know I'm getting real in the weeds here, but I just was kind of. I'm, I'm, I'm describing the aesthetic. Yes. And it's. Just so, a, like so, the sound is good. Like you said, sound was incredible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Lighting the whole bit. Yeah, it was great. And then the, the early that morning, I woke up probably six or seven a.m. that morning and went and grabbed grabbed something quick to eat at Safeway and drove down to. Uh, uh, I didn't go all the way to Sedona, just through Oak Creek Canyon because I just fucking love it, it through it there. Is gorgeous it's in there. such a neat drive. Yeah. And that early in the morning, there was nobody out. So it was, um, it was wonderful. Yeah, and let me back up a little bit first. How is yeah. parking at this place? I know I have to talk about piece this. cake. Okay, uh, the, so they charge for parking also. Yeah, they charge five dollars for the regular parking okay. lot, which is maybe a hundred yards or more away, two hundred yards away from the entrance. I did VIP because it was only ten dollars. Oh, okay. And uh, the VIP has its own exit that they open up. 
so you get out of the exit like you just get to leave early like oh. er, before everybody else right so i'm like you know what i i know i i, I just i'm gonna be exhausted after this i'm gonna be completely spent i usually am after concerts and i just want to get home or at least back to my you know back to my friend's house not home so I'm thinking, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to pay 10 bucks for VIP parking. I've never done that before in my life. And it was, I got the first space. Wonderful. It, my, my, my parking space was right next to the handicap spots. So it's, I mean, it was right there at the, at the, at the venue just about. It was not right even, there. not even a hundred feet from the entrance. Wow. That's yeah. great. Yeah. All right. So uh, who actually, I wonder who, owned, if it's owned by the, the county. I think it is owned by the, I think it's a county park. Okay. I'm pretty sure. And yeah, but it's. It's really nice. Folks should check it out. Okay, now I'm satisfied with the Are information. You? I think I'm Okay, good. I'm satiated, sated, Satan. Sat Sater. Sated. Sater. Sater. We having a Sater dinner? <laughs> Neither one of us are Jewish. I'll make the brisket. <laughs> hey, let's take a break. Okay. All right, we'll be back.
stable shore And freaking on these step outside the shade And in the games we play The threat of uncertainty The threat of uncertainty Has carried me out to sea Ooh. It's such a sacrifice inside yeah, yeah. Somebody clear these stormy skies It's such a sacrifice inside, yeah, yeah. Somebody clear this stormy sky. It's not my complaint. Oh, it, it's always kind of your complaint, and then I, I, I stand on your shoulders. Right. What is your complaint, Paul? We got it. So we, we have the, 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 we have a new TV in the studio. Studio space. We're going to have two, but we have to modify the area, whatever. So there's one that's hanging up above Joe right now that I can see very plainly, and it's a nice uh, 50 inch. Uh, I forgot what it is. Mm. Toshiba, that's what it is. I there think. we go. Anyway, um, and it's nice. It's now it's getting dark in here because the sun is going down, and you know I don't have a lot of lights on. We only have a couple lights in here anyway. We had, we're, we're working on it. So anyway, it's above Joe, and it's a little bit dark in here now, and it's bright as heck, and it's beautiful quality. But I remember after I bought it, you know, there's all these. You, you look up televisions and what the ratings are for this or that or contrast ratio or energy usage and then colors and blah 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 so one of the complaints that i found that they was kind of everybody that rated it said that you know when it's really light outside you know this is not bright enough and you can't get it get it bright enough it's okay said but when we were here and it was totally bright I was looking at it. I think you were too. It's it, like I didn't really. It looked just fine, and we've got these giant windows in here, and plenty of daylight, and you have skylights in the hangar. Like there's plenty yeah. of bright lights in here that would that and would. It looks okay. Yeah, it looks something. great. And I think what the problem is, and they, someone pointed out too, they said, "Here's the deal with these: when they, they compare this TV to this TV, the only time you ever can see these differences is you've got another television right beside yeah. it. You go, oh, that one's a tiny bit brighter." Or that one's a tiny bit got the yellows are a little bit more yellow, but you would never ever ever see this or notice it if it's just the TV by itself. When people complain about shit like that when it comes to TVs and specifically technology, I'm just I just always have to bring up the fact that do y'all remember what a VCR looks like? Like oh, like God. that quality, like a tape. Yeah. You know, VHS tape, like tape quality. Are you fucking kidding me? And then I saw a uh, I think you mentioned this before in a previous episode, but I saw a regular older type of not even that old it was a sony what were those fancy sony's called? sony bravia or a tr- trinitron oh a trinitron wow that's uh is that sony yeah was that the one with the hand crank in the front no no yeah no. sony that was a trinitron that was a sony not a hand crank though well there was another sony there's another whatever but it was a regular crt you know the regular tube type yeah. television yeah or not tubes you know still solid state but Whatever it is. Anyway, I saw... Are you talking about a fucking t- heavy-ass tube TV, like with the tube, glass on it? Yes. Yeah, it's a tube of, television. Okay, fine. yes, tube yes, television. I saw yes. one of the... It was a Sony. It was a good quality one, and it was plugged in from a good source, you know, from a good video and audio source. I'm watching it going, God, I think this is these were that bad. And this was a high-quality Sony. Right. I'm going, this is terrible. Every TV you buy now is 10 times better than that. Absolutely. Right. The so, cheapest, shittiest... TCL or Spectre brands, like the lowest of the lowest of the low, is a thousand times better. You know, it's just, oh god, right? Like I, I just it's a I don't know. I think maybe people forget to be grateful for certain things. Sure. Well, and that, also the fact that like one you, that's a fifty inch TV and one person can carry it. Yeah, it's it you know like, what I mean. Like twenty three or twenty four pounds. Yeah, yeah. I I had 
the last TV, uh, well, I gave, I gifted to uh, Ed Man, the spokesman. Uh, I gifted him a TV that I had that I just wasn't using anymore. And it was like a second or third generation LCD. It was only 720p. It was barely HD. And that thing probably weighed 60 pounds, maybe 70 pounds. That thing was heavy as fuck. Right. And it was from about 2008. Right. Not that long ago. Yes, it was a while ago, but not that long ago. The TV I had before that was a 36-inch tube TV, <laughs> a Sanyo. And Tim and I barely were able to lift it out of the bed of my truck and carry it into my room. And we had to, like, angle it weird like it was a couch because it was so goddamn big to get so, through the, so deep. the doorway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just, I luckily, like, it was funny, the guy I get, because I gave it to Goodwill when I got that, that next TV probably eight years ago or so. Mm-hmm. I gave it to Goodwill, and the guy was like, I don't know if we can get rid of this. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, people don't usually show up with a pickup truck and two strong guys to, to buy a TV at Goodwill. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm telling you what, right now, I'm not, I'm going to leave it here either right now or after you guys close. I don't care. Right. I'm not, I'm not taking this back to my house. And he's like, okay. So he called three dudes to come out and get it. <laughs> it was so fucking laughable. And then like, and just, I'm, but I'm so grateful to not have to have that. Well, what's also interesting too is that this they all come with energy ratings, right? It has a little sticker. Or oh little, yeah, they're so the much more efficient. Yeah, so mine's sitting over here somewhere because it's in this box still or whatever, and it says it's like it has nineteen dollars on it. So you read it and it's like if you run it for like four hours a day every day, the average price would be nineteen dollars a year. A year, wow. <laughs> yeah, I think it's what it said. A year. I'm, that sounds that's pretty efficient. Yeah. yeah. So crazy. I do love uh, the. I mean, have you have you ever seen like the the ultra ultra high def, like the eight K? No, I've only ever seen them. I, uh, Sam's Club, I think, is the last place I saw one, and I was like, I thought I could put my hand in there and grab whatever it was that was on the TV. It looks so realistic from like three feet away. But isn't it true that most things that the signals that come to it aren't eight K at all? I mean, you have to you, in order to have a TV like that, you have to have. First off, if you're going to stream anything in 8K, which I don't even think you can. No, you can. Yeah. I don't think. I know that Netflix is just now starting to come out with more and more uh, 4K HDR right. uh, so, stuff. Yeah, most of it isn't 4K yet, even even though these are all 4K televisions, right? Right. It's yeah. So they can all have capability for it, but yeah. How do, how would you do if if you have an 8K TV? Is that going to be on some of the kind of media? The, the uh, like I, a Blu-ray disc or something? I don't know. I and I don't. I think it's too big for that. Okay, well, so there you go. Well, it's all about capacity. Yeah. Right? So your Blu-rays are like 49 gigs, 50 gigs, something like that. Mm-hmm. An 8K, like a two-hour-long 8K movie would take probably eight of those discs, I think. That's just ballparking. Oh, yeah. Josh Gagne was going to call me out on it, whatever. Also, I have to address something that Mr. Josh Gagne texted me. After one of our episodes. After, yeah, and it was from a, from a while back, and it was when I was talking about how the Hawaiians uh, invented surfing and this and that and the other. Now... They didn't. I shouldn't have said that they invented it. Okay. Their ancestors did, but they fucking perfected it. So okay. Josh brought up the fact, and I didn't even know this. There was surfing in Hawaii, like, or excuse me, surfing in China, fifteen hundred years ago. China, China, and it was it was uh, the Wu, the Wu the people, clan. not the Wu Tang Clan, the Wu people. That was my first. Who are you calling Wu people? No, the Wu. <laughs> The Waponi Wu. But there's a term for it. It was like the children of the tide, I think is what they called it. Okay. And I started, I, I looked into it. And I read an article about it. It was fascinating, fascinating stuff. Hmm. Um, hand-carved wooden planks surfing tidal bores. 
not wow. uh, not actual waves. Well, I mean, it's a wave, but it's not a it's not a yeah, um, it's not out there. It's not a know. surf break kind of wave. It's a tidal board. It's when the river is either going or the tide a comes high tide in, or low, high yeah. tide or low tide it's goes kind of in low, or out. It's like a little like a wave, and it's a standing wave. It's yeah. like a it's a river wave. Uh, which, oh, a standing wave. Okay. It's a standing wave, and it's Got just it. it's always there. It's it's not always there, but it's there twice a day. Every single day. So it's kind of entertainment, I guess they would do this. Yeah, but it, yeah. Because it, it, there were Buddhist monks that used that as like a Zen Buddhist activity. It was okay. very fascinating. So I recant my previous statement. Well, what I told Josh was, okay, fine. Maybe the Hawaiians didn't invent it, but they perfected it, and they didn't stop doing it. Right. And to which he, he was like, you're right. That's correct. And like, okay, fine. But around the world, Hawaiians are the surfers. They're known in the surfing culture. They are the most well respected well, they put all kinds of craft out there and surf them right these they, different paddle things and the other all boats. all manner of things yeah and the well the um uh outrigger canoes yeah i mean giant 35 yeah, 40 foot canoes and yeah. surfing those fuckers in on 20 foot waves really with cool with eight or 12 people in it like it's uh, it's fucking cool to see something that big or that fast yeah but no, I've anyway, I've never done any actual surfing at all. I may have stood on a or attempted to stand on a surfboard a few times because my uncle did it in uh, Santa Monica, California. Oh, right on. And he was um, was he pretty good? He was okay. Yeah, he, like, would, he could do it. Back yeah. in the day, that was like when you talk the the term shooting the pier. That came from from Santa Monica Pier. That's where he would. That's where I would watch him surf I, around Santa Monica Pier. I, did you ever see him weave in between the like in the pier? I think so. Like yeah. in between like the uh, uh, the the poles, the, the poles. The, yeah, whatever they're called. Pilings. Yeah. Pilings. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's called yeah. shooting. That's called shooting the pier. It's okay. like it's like it's like the one of the more extreme forms of surfing because it's fucking dangerous. <laughs> you could smack well, up against one of those. things. Well, not just smacking up against them, but they're covered in barnacles too. Yes, they are. Yeah. So it's I like that yeah. A lot. So anyway, there's nothing um, like the smell of Santa Monica Beach, and I don't mean in a bad way. I just remember as a kid, they say they sense of smell is one of the strongest uh, when it, triggers of memory. Memories, absolutely. Yeah, and I just remember going, I would love to go out there now and just smell it and just remember when I was a kid of, yeah, my grandparents lived in Santa Monica and we, they would take us to the beach all the time and and there you go. But uh, I never did. I was taught how to body surf from my grandfather, though. So that I, I, is fucking cool that your grandfather taught you how to yeah, do that. So I would body surf, and I got pretty okay at it. You know, it's it was, fun. It's it fun, fun, and it's easy, and it's a it's one of those activities where you're you're having fun, but it's like a ridiculous workout. It is, and you're t- and you're so tired when you're done. You just want to eat everything and drink everything. Yep. And you're so thirsty. Yeah. But I remember, remember, I I don't know if I remember the exact first one, but I remember the excitement. So of you actually the first time it works it's like I don't get it you know and he would kind of say okay you you're not you got to paddle harder here or paddle paddle I guess you yeah know, whatever you're doing uh, stroke whatever and then you're too high you're too low you gotta you gotta start paddling sooner yep you know and then you gotta when it starts carrying you you want to just you know go real stiff you know put your arms the beside your body and or out for however you want to do it yeah but I remember the excitement of actually when it works. When you're a kid, it's like holy shit, and you feel the full power yeah. of Mother Ocean yeah, and, behind and, you. And it's oh my turning god! And your, your legs and all that's and it's moving you forward. Yep. And here you go. And it's like holy shit. And you're like, now I get it. <laughs> it's and, so cool. And, and then you just want to do that forever, all yeah. the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I. I. And I've only ever had that experience, like you just said. I, I've had it body surfing. I've de- definitely had it on a, on a uh, boogie board or body board, whatever you want to call it. Um. But the most extreme way to feel it is when you f- when you get you hit that, and you get feel that acceleration, and you don't fuck it up. You don't get too excited and get jittery, right? right because it, it you and, can get overly excited and then mess yep, it up, and yeah. then you can stand up and you stay standing up. And I've only ever done that maybe six or seven times in my entire life, and that is such an incredible feeling. And I I get why people 
move someplace and devote their lives to doing that. Like yeah. every every waking moment that they're they're thinking is. We're gonna we're gonna do this. I'm working this job just so I can buy a new surfboard, so I can move to here, so I can do that. And I get that obsession because there's really no feeling like it. And I feel like more humans need to get in the water. That's something that we more. There's too many people out there that are afraid of the ocean, afraid of the water, and you don't need to be. We all we're we're all mostly made of water. There's a yeah, there, and we're there's from a reason, the water. We are from the water. There's a reason why humans are always drawn to the water. So I like uh, two thirds of the world's population is within ten miles of the coast of the uh, of an ocean. Like that's a thing. Yeah, we're There's... mostly water on this. Pl- it's kind of weird too because we live on. Well, here we are sitting in the middle of Arizona, but and you, all you see is land around you, and we don't really f- consciously think about. It. We look at the a globe, and you see it's mostly water. But we're sitting here now. You don't really think about. Wow, we're just we're on the smaller percentage of what's on the earth. Yeah, we're in, there's more water than way land. more water. Yeah, it's just odd because we're kind of we're kind of on islands in a way. We are yeah. big old islands, but we're not because it's not way I get it. But you know, you know what I mean. It's more isolated. There's more. Mm-hmm. We're surrounded by water. But I remember the. Um, what was I going to say about? Oh, because I, I I can't I can only imagine what it would be like regular surfing. But I can because I fly and we we do ridge running and gliders, so there's exhilaration involved. But I, if you were to stand up on a board and kind of haul ass laterally, you know, across the beach with this big wave, you're in the on top over the middle of this big wave, and it's scooting you along, and you're going forward towards the towards the beach, but you're going laterally, hauling ass sideways in smooth water. Uh huh. And it's pretty, and it's pretty water also, and the sky and all that. It's got to be it's fantastic. It's an otherworldly experience. Yeah. It's a life changing experience for and most people. I could see how you could get, if like, they, like you said, how you get hooked to it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you, uh, on top of that, you have the. So then you, you like, I love that there's varying degrees, and it depends. I mean, there's some people that are just straight up soul surfers that all, they're not looking for the biggest wave, the longest wave, the perfect wave. They're just looking for a wave. Yeah. They want to get out on the water. They want to do that. That would be who I would be if I lived closer to a coast. I would be one of those people. Like you're like the Spicoli. All I need is, cool is a cool buzz and some tasty waves. waves. And I'm fine. I, I kind of, yeah. <laughs> I don't even need the buzz because the buzz comes from the ocean. Right. And so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's fascinating uh, how that affects people. And it's fascinating how universal it is. Doesn't Spicoli at one point have like a... a <laughs> Have like a bagel in the front of his board shorts, like it's like it's a bagel. Yes, yes he does. He's got <laughs> half of, out. He's got half of his bagel <laughs> stuffed down the front of his board shorts, and it's just sticking puss, out, just sticking out like a gun you'd have holstered, <laughs> like a guy who's never robbed, who's only ever seen robber movies. Right. That is ro- that's gonna rob a place. Is stuff that in there, but it's a bagel, and he's got the rest of it in his hand. And he's eating it. <laughs> hey, Mister Hand, <laughs> fucking Spicoli. Hamilton. Fucking, he that, Hamilton. Isn't that coffee? He doesn't douse it with a hot coffee. Yeah. Hamilton, the yeah. robber. And he's like, all right, Hamilton. All right, Hamilton. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that dude. I still say that. I say that like I walk in, I'll see somebody I recognize. Like, I know that dude. It's like a calling card. His face. There's no one that had a better face for that than uh, than Sean Penn. Sean Penn. For the surfer, California surfer dude. Perfect. I haven't, you- haven't read any reviews. I know he's on the circuit now with his daughter, right, with this new movie that's out. Uh, Sean Penn and I can't remember his daughter's name now. You you know you're not aware of this. Uh, no, movie? I hadn't heard about this. I think he's on the talk show circuit now, and he's with his daughter, who's probably in her mid twenties. And I, I don't even know the premise of it. I wish I knew. But it, wow, um, wow. But uh, I would love to see that. Uh, I love to see any movie. I'm gonna go yeah, to no see shit. A movie. <laughs> hey man, Maverick is coming out. Actually, the next big one to come out is going to be uh, 
the new James Bond movie that's been delayed since like 2019. Who's Bond? Still, uh... it's it's the last Daniel Craig movie, and oh, I've okay. I've heard early reviews of it are fucking spectacular. Which it's hard to top Skyfall, dude. Skyfall is one of the not. It's not the. It's not one of the greatest Bond films. It's one of the greatest films of all time. I've only seen it once. Skyfall. It oh fuck! I we saw. We should watch the, it out here. We should watch it out here. Yeah. Uh, then you got Maverick. That's uh, Skyfall's coming out October, I believe, and then or not Skyfall. Sorry, the new uh, Bond movie, which escapes my the title escapes me right now. Uh, then uh, Top Gun Maverick is coming out. Uh, that's November. I is think, what they're yeah, saying the Thanksgiving now. Thanksgiving weekend, I yeah. think probably because that's yeah. that's a big movie, and we will be seeing that. And we should go to Vegas for IMAX if if Vegas is open. Yeah, that's and. A, and we're not going to get in this topic, but you know, it is going to. There's the theories when when this variant is going to be peaking, which is right October, November would be nice on the way down and have some things be open. We could go to a a real movie like in Vegas IMAX, like you yes. suggested. Oh, that'd be lovely. God, that would be so nice. I like the idea of going up there, watching an afternoon showing of it on like the opening day, mm-hmm. and then going to the Hofbrau House and celebrating with beers oh, and be beers and brats and sour. Crowd I could just stuff a bunch of them wieners down my throat. So many, all of them. Just all the wieners. Don't so, we just love wieners at the Hofbrauhaus. So many wieners. Have you ever been spanked there? They have I a, haven't. I have. I've had. I've been spanked several times actually. Okay. Yep. Sometimes for punishment. Sometimes for pleasure. I like it because I, it's I, uh, it's so it echoes in that large hall. Yes. It just smack and it echoes. I have been spanked there enough times that I'm friends with the the lady who spanks you on Facebook. We've been friends on Facebook for like nine years. She tagged me in a memory. She's like, hey, remember this? This is the day we became friends. Like, oh, my God. It was like 2012 or something like that. And I was up there with it was Ryan Fruitz and Brian Goldberg, Josh Ganyo, all those guys. We would go up there literally like once a month when we discovered that place. Because uh, two of those guys, Ryan and Brian, uh, they were in they were in, they took German in high school. When they graduated high school, they went on a Germany trip for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And one of the places they went to was the original Hofbrau House in Munich. Nice. And yeah, nice. uh, years later, found out, oh, shit, you know, they built like a replica of it in Vegas. They import servers from Germany. I'm like, well, fuck, man. They I fly the beer in. They fly yeah. the beer in. To Vegas, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I got we got to go to this place. And I'm thinking, man, this place is expensive, but it's so fucking worth it. It's so good. We figured it out, though. Like, of course, like one of those guys, I think it was Josh that figured out the number crunching that a one a one liter moss of beer. Like if you're if you want to drink decent beer in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. you go to the Hofbrau House because it's good German beer yeah. made in Germany, it's served by Germans. 100 percent authentic. And, yeah. and you've you've been to Bavaria. So, you know, oh, you know, it, your it shit was like, oh, my God, this is like you're fucking there. Yeah. You're, Which is why deal. we spent that entire day there. We had lunch. And then had dinner. I, I made the decision. It might have been me. I don't know. It was you. You. I. I was leaning toward it, but like I was open to suggestion. Was this during? Um, it was uh, when we went to SEMA. SEMA, and we got there early, and then we saw enough jacked up neon lit trucks. Just bro dozer bullshit. I, 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 I wanted to see more high tech, different cool. Anyway, so we went there for several hours. Yeah, and then we went to Hopper House, like I, for lunch, and then we didn't feel like going back to SEMA. I don't think. But we just you know, we kept drinking a couple of big beers, had a good lunch, and then pretty soon it's like three o'clock. Just enjoying the ambiance. Then, well, that's when the band started to set up, right? And it's, that one guy, um, uh, Ganyo is going to laugh at this because I still remember. I can't. I, I have trouble remembering the guy's name. I have to look on their website. He's a kind of a tallish blonde guy. He's always wearing later hosts. He plays the Alpenhorn, but he also can play multiple other instruments. Pre-cola. Yes. 
he's the guy that I've told you and I think I've talked about on this podcast where, you know, it's funny, haha, shout out Freebird at a concert. Yeah. I was drunk and shouted Freebird at him in between him playing songs and he laid the one end of the Alpenhorn down on like one end of the table, stood mm-hmm. up with like one foot on the top of the table, one foot on the bench, and just played the opening guitar slide guitar <laughs> solo on the fucking Alpenhorn. And I had to go give him twenty dollars for that. Sure. But anyway, yeah, we uh fuck Yeah, we it was like three thirty or four and I went, hey man, I would like I saw a meal that I really wanted to have I think, or something. Well, I yeah, know. like lunch was good, but like, let's do a dinner meal. They're serving right. dinner now. And so the band's starting to play. A couple more hours. Yeah. Just to hang out. So we had two, we spanned two meals yeah. there and a lot of beer. And we walked out, and I remember the jets were flying right over on final approach to uh, McCarran. Oh, um, yeah. It was, uh, 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 what are the red and white planes? The ones that go to and from uh, Janet, Air. Janet Air. Janet Air. Just another, that's, Janet stands for just another non existent something. So, uh, whatever. Shit. But, but yeah, it, that's the plane. They're they're blacked out windows and whatnot. Go to Area Fifty One. They're from uh, white with a red stripe. What yeah. are what kind of planes are they? Seven thirty seven. Seven thirty seven. Engines, small engines. Too. Yeah. So they just go back and forth between McCarran, like to their own terminal. Yeah, it's the employees that live out of the yeah. Vegas area. Yeah, they they're working like Area Fifty One. So strange. Yeah. So secretive. And they call it Janet. You know, when they're on the radio, that's how they. You know, Janet. What does Janet Air stand for? Come on. It's I, I just really, another. I never. I don't know if I even knew that, Joe. To be honest. Uh, so yeah, they're white 737 with a kind of a thin red stripe going down the length of the fuselage. So if you're ever just driving around McCarran Airport. Oh, Janet is the, they call it Janet Airlines because they fly out of the Janet Terminal. The Janet Terminal is just another non-existent terminal. <laughs> Hilarious that they named it just another non-existent terminal because they fly to Area 51, but... All those, all those secretive branches of government are so funny. They're so jocular. They, they love jocular. I like that. That's a that's a word that is underutilized in the English language. They love being funny. They love it. CIA, those guys, they're a hoot. Yeah, I want to party with CIA guys. A lot of those guys in Afghanistan now. They oh. shout out to our own personal CIA and FBI uh, guys. Actually, I think uh, we, we wouldn't be CIA. We would fly under their radar. It would be uh, it would be uh, FBI. Mm-hmm. So shout out to our own personal FBI agents. I, I like to uh, call my guy Clem. Okay. Because you probably went to Clemson. Gotcha. Yeah. If I were to, that would be one life. I don't know why, because I'm not really in. There's certain reasons I would, I would kind of loathe doing that, but I thought if I could have another little start over, I might go to the CIA just to, uh, just to know what's going yeah, on just in to, the Yeah, just to know the secretive shit that's out there. Yeah, and yeah. how bad it is. These people probably go crazy. Or probably, they probably know so much that they, I don't know if they even want to do it. For well, very long you time. know what though they, pr- I, I would venture a guess to say that uh, they're, they know so much about how everything works, that they, they're they're on a different, almost a different plane of existence than the rest of us. Right. So because of that, they probably have a nice calm about them. Yeah. Because there's no uncertainty, or yes, there's it, not very much uncertainty. I understand what you're saying. It's like you don't know. Like they know what what lurks in the dark. Yeah, they know. They know all about it. They're trained to deal with it or to know people that are trained to deal with it. They also know that they're this country, without those people, we're probably on the verge of some sort of takeover. And they know that, that, that those people are able to sleep at night because they know that there are people doing those they're things. They're doing their job 24-7. Yeah. And probably, not even probably, there there's so many uh, uh, members, employees, officers, whatever you want to call them, of the CIA, their focus individually is probably kind of narrow. So they're not aware of everything that's going on because they got other people dealing of, with all this. Of crap. course, yeah. So they're they're in their own little thing wherever they are, whatever they're doing, um, that they're investigating or trying to 
overthrow or whatever. <laughs> yeah, or to, install. Install, yeah. overthrow, uh, adjust. <laughs> Just a little tweak and a nudge there of this uh, South American country. It's international fine. adjustments. Yeah. That's what we're going to be doing. International adjustments. Like a uh, the world's chiropractor. Exactly. The CIA. Golly. The company. For good or for bad. I mean, is, it, is that what they're called? The company? I think so. He's a company man. What? Say and some it, of it's it. pretty bad, too. It's like, I know, you know what I mean? You know we do some stuff that is kind of nasty. That if the general public knew that we did it, they would flip the fuck out. Yeah, and they would go, that's but they, not but right. then, But then all you have to do is say, if we don't do this, bad things are going to happen, and you're going to lose your way of life. So like, that, gonna, like, that's kind of the way I assume that works. Because if they really showed, okay, this is what the other guys are doing, are planning against us. So we're working on it because of this. Let's assume all that's true. So really the commentary could be like, well, okay, I'm not mad at us for doing it. I'm just sad by the human condition. The, the human that condition we that to we be, have to be doing it. This yeah. is just ridiculous that we can't get past this. Just to keep things mediocre, we have to do these bad things. But hey, yeah. you know what? More power to them. That's They're the doing the bad things that I'm afraid to or don't have the skill set for. So whatever. All right. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. Cool. Have a great week, everybody. Yep. Boop. Thank mm-hmm. you.